Today, we're going to take a look at a handful of things that I still managed to sell during one of the worst weeks I've ever had as a reseller, and I'm going to go on a rant about eBay's continued lack of an immediate payment requirement. What is up, Galaxians? Welcome to another episode of Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips. If you're not familiar, my name is Ryan, and I am a full-time reseller, part-time YouTuber, and podcaster working out of my home here in the greater Cincinnati area, and this channel is all about the flip life. Today, I'm going to share with you a few items that I managed to sell last week, despite the fact that it was, I didn't go back and look at every week over the time I've been reselling, because it was going to be too depressing. <laughs> uh, man, it was rough, rough, rough out there last week. Let me know in the comments what kind of week you had last week. I know I saw some big piles on the Monday morning Instagram, kind of what sold posts. So I know some of you are still doing pretty well, but man, I had a terrible week last week in sales. We will also cover some reselling news with the big topic for me being this week, the continued lack of an immediate payment requirement over at eBay. But let's get this thing kicked off. with what sold i think and there may be a mercari sale in here i'm not i don't remember i i do i put these pictures in a folder over the course of the week and then i come in here to record this thing and i can't ever really remember what's in here <laughs> uh, so sometimes it's as much as a surprise to me as it is to you but let's take a look and see i think i got maybe half a dozen or seven something like that this week the first item is a dvd this was new and sealed i talked actually, about this movie a few weeks ago when I mentioned the Wang Chung soundtrack album to the movie To Live and Die in L.A. I picked up a big lot of DVDs at a garage sale a few weeks ago. All of them were new and sealed, which was pretty exciting. I paid about 70 cents a piece for them, which was not too bad. There are a few there that are the typical run-of-the-mill six seven dollar dvds and a lot of those by the time you put the shipping and the fees and everything they weren't worth messing with and they ended up over at my antique booth but there were a few that sold like this one to live and die in la this was a special edition this was done by william peterson back in i want to say it was in the 80s so to find this new and sealed was actually pretty remarkable uh dvds obviously weren't around in the 80s but to buy a movie of that age you would think you would buy it to watch it but it was new and sealed. Again, I paid about 70, 75 cents for this. It went for $19.99 with free shipping. This next item, uh, I, I've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, the big lot of model train magazines that was a, essentially, if you can haul them, you can have them lot. So I have absolutely no money in this. The ON30 annual 2010 model railroad magazine this is a annual compilation of articles for narrow gauge model railroading i'm i'm into model railroading i'd never even heard of this magazine there were a couple of them in this box i put this one up at auction and it got nine bids starting price was i think 9.99 something like that it went for 24.50 with free shipping so again Model Railroad magazines, they don't always sell super fast, but they can bring reasonably good money. The first CD of the week, uh, Bad Manners Skinhead. This is from 1992. It was another new CD. 
another one out of that gigantic lot of 8,000 plus CDs that I bought coming up on a year ago now. They continue to sell. I am still working on kind of a second run through of all those items and listing a few more here and there. Uh, but this went for $24.99 with free shipping on a cost of goods sold of about 3.7 cents. Another CD. This was not out of that lot. I honestly don't remember where I got this. I've had this so long. This may be something. This might be one that I had originally in my own record store years ago. I really don't recall. One Love, One Heart by Yabby Yu. This, again, was a new CD from 1992 on Shinachi Records. This went on a best offer for $25 with free shipping. More Model Train magazines. This is a set of Model Railroader from 1954. The full year, all 12 issues in Pretty good shape. This went for $27.99 plus customer paid shipping. And I own these for this particular lot. Actually, these were in that free box. So I got nothing in these. <laughs> uh, this was a pure profit sale, $27.99 uh, plus shipping. Another DVD. And here we are on Mercari. This is one that I also picked up in that same lot. Uh, the Thornbirds Collector's Edition DVD set. Again, new and sealed. This had the original miniseries, the Thornbirds, and then a second, I forget what it was called. They were packed back to back. The Thornbirds com complete. I don't, I don't remember what it was. There was something, a second little miniseries that came out later. Both of them were together. This was a fairly unusual piece. I had it listed for $49.99 or best offer on eBay and $49.99 on Mercari. Someone on Mercari originally made me an offer of $35, which I was not about to take. I countered at $45. They came back at $40, and we made a deal. So this has uh, already been received. I've already gotten feedback on Mercari for this. So that went really, really quickly. I have noticed, and I don't, I don't, there's, no real reason that this should be the case, but a lot of my Mercari orders seem to take a lot longer going through the postal system than my eBay orders. And there's no reason for that to be. I don't use Mercari's labels. I actually print labels either on pirate ship or through PayPal stuff that goes media rate pirate ship to my knowledge doesn't even do. So a lot of these just go out with PayPal, but man, some of them are taking an inordinately long time to get to their customers, which is kind of a, a bit of a cash flow crunch a little bit because you don't get paid until the customer receives and rates you on that thing. So if it takes 8, 10, 12 days to get there and the customer is allowed three days to rate you, this can take a while. So it's a little hard, I guess, for me to really get too hot and bothered about eBay's lack of immediate payment requirement when you have a case like this where you may wait some time, but at least you know for sure that you are going to get paid on Mercari because they do require that the customer pay immediately. They just don't transfer that money to you. So it's a little bit different situation, and we'll get into that. <laughs> a lot more here in a few minutes. And now, your flip of the week. Not a huge one, but not a bad sale. This is two more books out of that big 2,500 book lot that I own for about a quarter a piece. So this is 50 cents, cost of goods sold. The Golden Bow, part four, Adonis, Addis, Osiris, volumes one and two. These were, this was a big set of books 
from the mid-1930s. I did not have all of them, so I listed these either individually or in the two or three of the parts of the set that went together. I had these listed, I think, for $30 or $35 a piece, and I received an offer for the two of them for... Well, that's not right. <laughs> this was one lot. This was listed for 60 bucks, And I sent out an offer for 15% off, I think, and came up with this $55.24 and a customer bought them. These have been really decent sellers, but I've had a lot of instances where customers have agreed to purchase them and then not paid for them, which again, we're going to get into here in a few minutes. But this guy paid right away $55.24 with free shipping on a cost of goods sold of just 50 cents. So not a bad flip of the week. A few decent items there. You would think that I had a pretty good week. You, however, would be wrong. So this weekly recap, I'll I'll start by saying, again, I had last week, I mentioned that they're driving me, literally driving me insane, at the Volkswagen dealership. I did three drives last week. I went to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and twice to Indianapolis. So those two drives were about four and a half hours round trip each way. The trip to Fort Wayne was about seven and a half round trip. So again, three days where I essentially lost half days where I really couldn't go sourcing or do anything. Saturday, I went out to do some sourcing and my SUV broke down. Uh, So I only got about half the stops done that I wanted to do on Saturday. I did do pretty well. I've still got a giant tub down here that I'm working my way through. So the sourcing actually was pretty good, but it was not what it could have been because I had to stop a little early. So I had that going on um, and sales were just awful, just terrible and pretty much terrible everywhere, which we'll get into here in a second. Listings for the week. I did manage to have a pretty decent week doing listings. I got 85 new listings up on eBay, which brought my store total to 6512, which was a net gain of 29, which gives you some indication that I did not sell that many items during the week. I only had 56 listings that sold last week. Over on Mercari, I only did 81 new listings. Four of the 85 on eBay were actually auctions, so I don't do anything, obviously, with those over on Mercari. That brought my Mercari total to 2563 which was a net gain of 52 Sales for the week were, like I said, really, really rough. 763.18. That is the first time that I can remember, probably since before I went full-time, that I didn't crack $1,000. It was brutal. Uh, I did make $19.98 in affiliate income. So to those of you who have clinked, clinked. (laughs) Uh, Wow, I don't do the bloopers thing. I just leave them in because I think they're funnier that way. Uh, Clicked any of the affiliate links that you see down below in the show notes or the video description. Thank you so much for using my links. $19.98 last week in affiliate income. Bonanza did $12.83. The Westchester Antique Mall was on the board for $26.86, which was actually a bit of an improvement over what it's been doing. $84 on Mercari, but only $6.19.51 over on eBay. So really, really rough on eBay. Uh, Cost of goods sold $20.97, which left me with a really good net profit percentage 
of 97.25%. Unfortunately, that was only $742.21, so not great. Uh, operating expenses for the week totaled 403.03. I did have to order, despite it not being that busy of a week, I had to order another 500 of the size zero bubble mailer that I use for CDs and DVDs. That cost me about 85 bucks. And then, of course, shipping and eBay fees, which left me with a gross, a net profit, rather, a net profit of 44.44% or 339.18. So not real pretty on the old uh, profit numbers. Fortunately, in my case, because I do have this extra side gig, all these trade drives, I made over $300 in the trade drive. So I'm still there or thereabouts with what I want to be making on my, you know, weekly income. But the dealer trade drives are supposed to be the extra, the fun money. This week, it turns out that they're kind of the real money. (laughs) With that, we're going to take a really quick break over on the podcast so I can sneak in a sponsor message to try to uh, acquire a little bit more affiliate income. So we will be right back with reselling news and my rant on the non-requirement of immediate payment. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you want to do me a solid, please leave me a review. That would be awesome. If you're listening anywhere else, there's a link in the show notes to my Podchaser page where you can also go and leave a review. Be sure to check me out on YouTube at Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips and follow me on Instagram at Galaxy CDs Rocks. Thanks again. For most of us, sourcing is fun, but shipping, not so much. Reselling items online is amazing until shipping turns into a full-time job. Most of us didn't get into this hustle to become shipping or logistics experts, and we also didn't think that our lives would begin to revolve around getting orders out on time. Once you reach a certain point with your reselling business, it becomes increasingly difficult to step away. Taking a break is almost impossible unless you put your store on vacation mode, which may lead to slower sales. And that's where eBliss Reseller Solutions comes in. They'll store and ship your inventory so you can focus on sourcing and finding that life balance. Finally, you can get a break from those mundane tasks. If you'd like to learn more, there's a link below to my conversation with Dave and Lori, fellow resellers and the founders of eBliss Reseller Solutions. There's also an affiliate link, which you can use to get additional information directly from eBliss and help support the podcast. Thanks for checking them out, and be sure to tell them that Ryan sent you. News updates. So let's get into this news. First up, we're going to talk just real briefly about Amazon. I had talked about something similar to this sometime back. There's a new article out this week, and as always, I will link to these in the show notes and the video description below. Amazon blocked 10 billion listings in a counterfeit crackdown. Uh, Amazon, which has been under pressure from shoppers, brands, and lawmakers to crack down on counterfeits on its site, said Monday that it had blocked more than 10 billion suspected phony listings last year before any of their offerings could even be sold. That is, frankly, really, really impressive. Uh, The numbers were released in Amazon's first report on its anti-counterfeiting efforts since it's announced new tools and technologies in 2019. The number of suspected bad listings that it blocked last year was up 
67% from the year before. So if you are a listener to this podcast, this probably doesn't apply to you because you're good folk. (laughs) You're not counterfeiting stuff. You're not trying to sell knockoff merchandise. But if you are, uh, as I said in that previous video, be aware that Amazon is probably on to you. It does not really go into a ton of detail, whether they're suspending a lot of accounts or whatnot, uh, but they're really cracking down and getting those listings removed. Uh, there is a discussion of the Informed Consumers Act in this article also, which we had talked about previously, which the reselling community feels may hinder individuals, small-time sellers like us. So you might want to go in and take a look at this article. Over on the BBC, uh, dangerous eBay listings can be removed by regulators. Online seller eBay says it is handing regulators the power to take down dangerous listings without consulting the company. I find that highly unusual. It's probably a good thing, but that is a real seeding of power to the regulators, which I would think a lot of folks might not be really all that comfortable with. Officials say they will be able to remove items, quote, where they have evidence of a risk to consumer safety. In the UK, that will include the Office for Product Safety and Standards and Internet Regulator Ofcom. Uh, Online marketplaces such as eBay are engaged, the article says, in a constant battle to ferret out unsafe items sold by their users. This is in part because nearly anyone can list nearly anything on online auction sites. This latest move, eBay has said, was designed to speed up the removal of, quote, illegal or unsafe items without awaiting for approval from the company. Only, they say, selected trusted authorities will have access to these new tools, but those that do will have the ability to take down any listings from the marketplace themselves. Uh, eBay says, of course, that they already have extensive reporting systems for customers to use and took proactive steps to remove banned items, but eliminating the need for a second level of approval streamlines the process, making product removal more efficient and reducing the risk of harmful products actually being purchased. So this is, as far as I can tell, this is in Europe only right now. I don't, I didn't see anything here that leads me to believe that they'll be implementing anything like this in the short term here in the U.S., but you never know. If you follow the stock market, uh, last week was a little brutal over on NASDAQ as a lot of the platforms that we deal with regularly, as we talked about a little bit last week, saw their stock take a real beating due to lower forecast estimates going forward into the future post-pandemic. The NASDAQ Swung down as PayPal eases lower, Etsy tanks on earnings. Um, It was rough. Etsy had a huge, huge drop last week. Uh, Etsy shares dropped more than 13% as they expect things to slow down considerably during the remainder of 2021. Investors were not comfortable with Etsy's projected future. Second quarter guidance called for Etsy's year-over-year gross merchandise sale growth to slow to just 5 to 15%, which in in ordinary circumstances (laughs) would be amazing. If if you could grow your business between 5 and 15% a year as a traditional retailer, you were killing it. Now, 5 to 15% 
it has caused to hit the panic button. Last year, uh, they were up 15 to 25%, apparently. So it's, it's crushing the stocks. Etsy has since rebounded a little bit. Poshmark, likewise, we talked about last week, had really dropped. And it, too, has come back a little bit. So there's those things going on. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a rough time as we find where this new normal is in the kind of online reselling world. How many people that came to sites like Etsy, for instance, are going to continue to come back once they can get out and go to their local craft stores, craft shows, those sorts of things. Is, is Are these sites going to continue to be as potent and as successful as they've been over the last year or 18 months? <clears throat> last thing for today, it's what you've been rating, waiting for, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, I was pretty fired up yesterday. If you follow me on Instagram, at Galaxy CDs Rocks, you saw me post a clip of this message that I received from a customer who made me an offer on an item, which I accepted. And it's not a huge item. It's like 20 bucks. But my sales are bad right now. So I thought, okay, I'm going to take this slightly low ball offer. It wasn't beyond the pale. I mean, it wasn't a terrible offer, but I'm like, I'll go go ahead and take this. I'll get the 20 bucks and I can go out and get some more stuff. It's all good. And then I get this message from this customer that he's not going to pay (laughs) until Friday. And this is Monday. So this is on the heels of getting this message from another customer who took four days to pay for his items. He's asking me to take extra pains to pack his item so it doesn't get damaged and to ship it ASAP. It wasn't important enough for you to pay for ASAP. Why should I have to ship it ASAP. And the reason that I do is because eBay, and I love eBay. I try really, really hard not to get too ticked off at eBay. eBay does not give a shit about us as sellers. If I don't ship this thing within my stated handling time, I'm going to get a ding. This person took four days to pay for this item And it's completely unscathed. And the reason that is allowed to happen is because eBay refuses to implement an immediate payment requirement on their site, which to me in 2021, and I've talked about this before, is absolutely ludicrous. Mercari has figured out how to do it on offers. You can make an offer. If the offer is accepted, the payment is immediately deducted from your account. And the seller is assured of getting paid. Now, Macari has their own interesting way. They don't pay you as the seller until the item is delivered and the customers either left feedback for you, rated you as they call it, or three days have passed. So that's an issue in and of itself, but you are at least assured that you are going to get paid. With eBay's current system, which dates clear back to 1995, (laughs) Uh, there's no real assurance that you're ever going to get paid for an item. And again, in the case of this particular item, it's a $20 piece. So it's it's not killing my business. But if you're a small seller with a handful of big expensive items and you get a message like this, it's a real problem. You have a, an item 
that may be several hundred dollars that you have money tied up in that is essentially now stuck in limbo. You can't sell it to someone else. You can't ship it to this guy. You can't get your money. You are just absolutely stuck waiting. And eBay refuses to fix this. And it's a problem. They continue to just kind of trim things around the margins. They introduced, as part of the Spring Seller Update, this new unpaid item policy. They were doing away with the old unpaid item assistant and will now allow you to cancel an unpaid item at the beginning of the fifth day of that item not having been paid for. So instead of six days, it's now five. Uh, Thank you so much, eBay. (laughs) That is so wonderful. Uh, Five days, five days I got to wait before I can attempt to resell this item. And still with that, if the customer does pay on that fifth day, there's no penalty to them. But I cannot reciprocate that level of care to the customer and wait five days to ship it to them. If I have one business day handling, I've got to ship the thing essentially right away or I, as a seller, suffer a consequence. There are no consequences for buyers on eBay. If you are a buyer on eBay, and most buyers on eBay, to be fair, are good. 99.5% of my sales are paid for immediately. In fact, sometimes they're paid for so fast that I get the paid notification from eBay before I get the sold notification. (laughs) Uh, So most, this doesn't apply to most folks, but this is a systemic problem with eBay that they There's no reason technologically that they cannot fix. Virtually every other uh, reselling site, every commerce site that I am aware of in the world requires immediate payment. You have to have a card on file or a payment method on file, be it PayPal or whatever. And if you want to purchase something, you have to pay for it. Every retail store, you can't, we don't do layaway here (laughs) at the Galaxy. That's not the game I'm in. If you want something, you pay for it. Only on eBay do the customers have all of this power with no consequence in terms of when they pay for their items. To that point, as part of the as the final news item, now that that rant is more or less out of the way, eBay has rolled out this new unpaid item policy, which, again, it of itself is not really working properly because I had one item that should have been in this policy that I am unable to do anything with. I can't open an unpaid item case for it and I can't cancel it. (laughs) Uh, And it's been six days and it's only supposed to be four. So even this attempt to trim around the margins and fix this problem isn't working properly. Now I get sometimes you roll things out and it takes a little bit for them to work properly, but this isn't even working. Uh, eBay sellers can now cancel orders if the buyer hasn't paid within four days In reminding sellers of the new policy, eBay did update one key detail. In our communication in the 2021 Spring Seller Update, we announced that you would be able to cancel an unpaid transaction after five calendar days. You will now be able to cancel the unpaid order starting on the fifth calendar day, which is essentially an almost two-day improvement over the previous unpaid item assistant where you had to allow six full days to pass before you could request that the order be canceled 
and move on with life and relist the item. So this is, it's a step in the right direction. But again, I will say there is no reason for a site the size and structure of eBay to not be requiring immediate payment. They are terrified for some reason of their customers and there's no reason for it. It's bad business for everybody. You as a seller, me as a seller, I can't get my money. I'm waiting for this money. eBay doesn't collect any fees for all this. There are probably at any given time, I've got at least two right now. I've got five, I think unpaid items that are approaching two or three days eBay doesn't make any money on those items until they get paid for. It is in their best interest to require immediate payment. And if they're afraid that these customers will not buy on eBay, where else are they going to go? Because everywhere else already requires immediate payment. So I, I realize I'm one small time seller on eBay with a YouTube channel and a podcast that probably won't reach 500 people (laughs) Uh, total. And maybe you can help me with that. If you're tired of this crap from eBay, do me a favor and share this, this podcast or this video with your reselling friends and tag eBay in it. Like I tagged them in my Instagram post yesterday and let's make them aware, send it to eBay for business. Let's get the word to eBay that as sellers, we no longer want to accept this. We're a little stuck there. It's their site. In the end, they can do whatever they want, but this is bad business. It's affecting us. It's affecting them. The only person that it's not affecting are these non-paying or late paying customers. And I use that word very, very loosely because most of these, anytime somebody does this to me, I block them. As soon as the transaction is done, I'm done. I block those people so they can't buy or order anything from me again because they are not good customers. They're not worth the time, the trouble, or the aggravation. Everybody says, customer is always right, the customer is king. That is only true to the extent that those customers are dealing with our businesses in good faith. And people like this are not, and I'm tired of it. (laughs) Uh, With that, man, that's a bit of a downer, isn't it? I'm really ticked off about this. And, you know, a part of it may be the timing coming off a really bad week in sales, getting the message from the Yahoo who didn't pay for days and then demands that I ship it as soon as possible and then get this. And I actually sent this customer (laughs) uh, a message and I said, hey, you know, you probably should have included a note in your offer that you did not intend to pay for this until Friday so that I could have made a more informed decision about whether I wanted to accept that offer because I accepted it on the premise that you were going to be paying for it immediately and I need to get rid of this thing. So again, the onus is on the customer to be upfront and honest. And he, to his credit, he did send me a message back. He says, I promise I have no ill intention. I will pay for this on Friday. He does have... 100% feedback and 1600 feedback score. So he's a legit customer, but he said in the past he has sent messages with his offers and he found that most buyer or most sellers rather didn't read them. I don't know whether that's true or not. I have no way to know that I would have read it. (laughs) Uh, And I would have said, no, I said, when you have the money on Friday, make the offer again. And if the item is still available, I will accept it. But 
here I am with this item. It's $20. It's not that big a deal. It's the principle of the thing that I can't do anything. I had to deactivate it from Mercari, hoping that this guy will pay for it. And I don't miss an opportunity somewhere in this four-day window to sell it to someone else. I guess I'm not quite done with this rant. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, if you couldn't tell, I'm pretty pretty hacked off about this. And if you are, share this, tag eBay. Let's make some noise on this issue. With that, we're going to close it for this week. Uh, this week is actually off to a little bit better start. Things seem to be returning to knock wood, a little bit more normal in terms of the pace of business for my eBay store. So hopefully next week's recap will be a little more uplifting. Uh, hopefully you took this rant in the way that it was meant and you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do me a favor, uh, trigger that YouTube algorithm and hit that thumbs up button. Again, share this thing out there, tag eBay. And with that, it's time to sell. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Galaxy CDs Rocks and Flips Reseller Talk podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch you again next time.